What's up and welcome to this new The PPC Mastery podcast episode about demand gen best practices. And in this episode, I quickly want to discuss some best practices around demand gen campaigns already that are, well, basically best practice from my end, the stuff that I know already, but also a lot of best practice from, from Google themselves. So I have been lucky to test the dimension campaign type within just one account already. This is a bigger international client. I haven't really gathered a lot of data and a lot of learnings already, but I want to share some best practices and some know-how already. So maybe you can, well, you can utilize this information when you're going to set up your first dimension campaign. A lot of this information is going to be based on, well, Google's best practices as well, what they basically recommend us as advertisers to do when setting up a demand gen campaign. So let's dive in, let's dive in. So in this episode, I want to zoom in on six key areas, which are conversion tracking, structure, budgets, bidding strategy, creatives, and audiences. So let's quickly go through them. And let's start off with the conversion tagging part. So I think it is important to implement a Google Ads conversion tracking conversion action, which is basically a GTAG pixel, because you want to rely on a GTAG pixel as a conversion action for your upper funnel campaigns, since the attribution is a little bit more clear and you're able to leverage additional features like view through and engage conversions as well. What I see from practice is when you are going to utilize a offline conversion tracking import, for example, that your OCT conversion action is, well, is, is having troubles properly attributing the offline conversion towards your mid and upper funnel campaign types. So what I have seen happening in my accounts, especially looking at display, discovery and YouTube campaigns is that the regular GTAG, the Google Ads conversion tracking pixel, is able to attribute a lot of more conversions towards your upper funnel campaign types than OCT is. So make sure to, to leverage this conversion action when you're going to experiment with demand gen. Also, which is quite obvious, make sure to have data-driven attribution enabled. So Google is, well, giving you more information about the customer journey and the conversion path from your demand gen campaign all the way up to your, well, low bottom of the funnel search slash shopping campaign in the near future. What you also want to do when going to experiment with a demand gen campaign is utilizing a third-party software tool. So what I've seen happening is that Google Ads is really becoming quite aggressive, saying that certain conversions are coming from their end and their ecosystem, whereas other, well, other campaign types that are, well, off-platform like uh, meta ads, or LinkedIn ads, or even other channels like organic, email, also basically had a attribution towards the conversion. So if you're going to experiment with the demand gen campaign type, make sure to inc incorporate a third-party attribution tool like Northbeam or Rockerbox or whatever you, you like to fully understand what's happening at the back. So you can properly, well, take a look at the attribution and properly report on what's actually happening from your demand gen campaign. Because Google Ads, might be over attributing a lot when, <laughs> when when utilizing a campaign type like this. So 
next up campaign structure well basically when we're going to look at the campaign structure best practices a lot of the best practices apply to other campaign types as well so if you take a look at pmax or search basically you want to consolidate whenever possible you want to consolidate on ad group level and you want to consolidate on ad group you want to consolidate on campaign level and on ad group level whenever that is possible and it makes sense and that applies to demand gen campaign types as well when you're going to experiment with a demand gen campaign you want to make sure that you do not make any changes in the first couple of two weeks which is a well learning period for the demand gen campaign because google is saying that it needs at least 50 conversions to properly understand where your audience is hanging out in their ecosystem and you do not want to well mess with the algorithm before the first 50 conversions are being well are being measured so you want you do not want to make any changes in the first two weeks and you want to wait for at least 50 conversions before making any changes so that's a lot of volume you need in order to well make the first couple of optimizations within demand gen already then when we take a look at the budget side of things the recommended minimum budget is really 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 high so this new campaign type is basically only applicable to the bigger advertisers across the world because you need at least 100 to 500 euros per day per ad group so that's not even talking about campaign level so the recommended test budget according to google is 15 to 50k across a period from four to six weeks so that's a lot of budget so that means that this new campaign type is not being applicable or not being the best choice for a lot of small to medium size advertisers so you need a lot of budget in order to test with this campaign type so and that testing budget isn't even going to guarantee you any results so you need to be able to allocate this test budget and be able to fully drain it as well if it cannot drive you any results luckily the bigger advertisers have already experimented or have incorporated discovery campaigns already and basically demand gen is going to replace discovery so if you have some historical data from your discovery campaigns already you might be able to tell if demand gen is going to work for you or not at the same time demand gen incorporates a video action campaign alike well ad type and also best practices so you can also take a look at your video action campaigns if you have if you ran these in the past or maybe you're even running them right now to see if demand gen could be a wise option for you to to incorporate within your campaign structure so be very mindful about flipping the switch and testing with demand gen because you need a lot of budget 15 to 50k over a period of four to six weeks to properly test this for your account and you should be able to to waste this if it isn't going to give you any traction so keep that in mind if you take a look at the at the at the bidding strategy well this is where it becomes a little bit interesting as well so according to google ads documentation you need 
to set a minimum budget that is times 20 your average order value divided by your target ROAS. Or if you want to bid on a target CPA bidding strategy, then you need a budget that is at least 15 times as high as your target CPA or expected CPA if you do not have a target CPA from the very first beginning. So let's say you have a non-branded search CPA of 100 euros, then I like to use the rule of fist of multiplying that times two in order to, well, start off with a target CPA for my mid and upper funnel campaigns. So if I were to run a display or YouTube video for action campaign, then I like to use the times two non-branded search CPA as my, well, new target. So let's say your target CPA is 200 euros for a demand gen campaign. Then you need to multiply that, multiply that by 15 times, and that will be your average daily budget. So 15 times 200 euros is I guess three three thousand euros per day, and that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. So if you were to multiply multiply that daily budget by thirty days, then well, <laughs> you can calculate what your minimum monthly spend will be in order to fully give the algorithms the room to search for your ideal customer profile that is actually going to convert, and they will need this information to and these volumes to find your ideal customer in order to properly give you consistent consistent returns. And the chances are that you aren't going to see any conversion at all and that you are going to be wasting your budget during the test period. So that is a very, 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 very big disclaimer that you should be able to, well, yeah, that, that you should keep in mind before dabbling in. So that's budget-wise. You need a lot of budgets and a lot of daily budget in order to, to allocate this within your account structure. So just to recap this, I think demand gen is only applicable for the biggest advertisers that are really looking for ways to scale and to plant the seeds into their ideal customer minds in the mid and upper funnel. For mid and small size advertisers, you really, really, really want to max out the bottom of the funnel campaign types first, like search, shopping, maybe even Pmax, then I would suggest experimenting with campaign-specific types like display and video for action. And then if you are seeing somewhat great re returns from those upper funnel and mid of the funnel campaign types already, then you want to start experimenting with the man gen. I do not think you want to experiment any sooner as a smaller to mid-size advertiser and i think the same could be applicable for the larger advertisers as well so keep that in mind then looking at bidding strategies well if you take a look at bidding strategies you can select up to five bidding strategies inside of dimension so you have the possibility to select a campaign goal in the first step of the campaign wizard and those are conversions clicks or conversion value and, up, and based on the selection, based on your campaign goal, you will see up to five different bidding strategies. So if you select conversions, you will be able to select maximize conversions. And that is the applicable or the recommended starting point if you want to focus on maximize conversions 
while you want to make the switch towards a specific target CPA once you have reached the 50 conversions thresholds. So if you select this campaign goal, you can then later on select a target CPA as well. If you select clicks, you're able to, well, only select one bidding strategy and you aren't really able to select this bidding strategy because the campaign wizard will do it for you and that is maximize clicks. And lastly, when you select conversion value as a, a campaign goal, you will see two options, either maximize conversion value, and that is the recommended starting point for you if you are well measuring varying conversion values as a e-com player, for example, or a SaaS player. And later on, you can make the switch to target ROAS if you have gathered minimum 50 conversions within this campaign type during the testing phase. So those are the, the different bidding strategies that you can utilize. Once again, the ideal starting point should be maximize conversions or maximize conversion value, and then make this transition to either target CPA or target ROAS once you have 50 conversions in place. And I think you only want to use the maximize clicks bidding strategy if you do not have a performance goal. To be completely honest, I think if you were to select maximize clicks, you will be wasting your budgets quite heavily because Google will definitely just fill in the low quality placements inside of their ecosystem first. Well, since they do not have to look at the possible conversions of a placement. So if you're not going to utilize maximize conversions or maximize conversion value and later on target ROAS or target CPA, then I would stay away because I think you will be definitely wasting your budget if you're going to utilize maximize clicks. Okay, then let's take a look at creatives. Well, basically what you can do inside of the campaign wizard is you can create multiple ad groups and within each ad group, you have the opportunity or the possibility to create multiple different ads and multiple different ad types. So you can select three different ad types a video ad, a single image ad, and a carousel image ad, which is new within every single ad group. And that is quite interesting. On ad group level, you're able to select a audience. So basically you want to consolidate your, your audiences on ad group level and then create specific different ad types for the specific placement types on ad group level per audience, so to say. So if you're looking at the video ads, you have the possibility to add up to five different videos, including shorts. There is no specific short option. So you cannot really select a, hey, I want to only leverage the YouTube shorts format. So you have to incorporate different in-stream YouTube ads and different short ads inside of that one specific video ad placement type. So add up to five videos, then you're able to add up to five headlines, five long headlines that contains 90 characters each, five description lines that also contain 90 characters each. You can then select a call to action, a business name, a business logo, and you can select up to, well, I think four site links. And these site links can be shown together with your in-stream ad, for, for example. And if you have been running dedicated video action campaigns, 
before, then you should know that you can also include site links over there as well. So, well, that's it for video ads. Then if you take a look at single image ads, that is quite similar to a responsive display ad. So you can add up to 20 images into three different aspect ratios. So a landscape mode, a portrait mode, a square ratio. So preferably you want to utilize every single aspect ratio. Then you can add up to five different logos into different aspect ratios as well. Five headlines with 40 characters instead of 30 characters each. Then five description lines and one call to action and a business name. And then we have the carousel image ad type, which is new. And this is quite cool in my opinion. And this is where you can basically create a carousel ad that consists, consists up to 10 different cards that are swipeable. And every single card has up to three unique images or three images that could be the same into three different aspect ratios as well. So square, portrait, and landscape mode. And for every single card, you can also utilize a unique find URL and a unique call to action. And this is basically a carousel ad that is quite similar to the meta ads carousel ad. And well, this can be shown into the discover page, the discover feed inside of the Google app on Android devices, for example. So that's quite interesting because I haven't seen this before and we haven't seen this before inside of other campaign types. So for all of the assets and all of the ads, you really want to leverage your own creatives. So since you really need a high test budget of at least 15 to 50K in the first four to six weeks, you really want to pay attention to the quality of your ads and your assets. So you do not want to leverage any stock images, stock videos, or long crappy business videos for your well uh, video ads for example because these will definitely not work and this will definitely not work on well sh youtube short placements because these really need to be optimized for all of these specific placements that you that your demand gen ad can can deliver on so since the minimum budget is so high i think a case could be made to allocate a few thousands of euros in order to properly create ads yourself for this new campaign type as well. So if you're going to experiment with this with this, and you're going to allocate, let's say 30K during the test period, then well, I think it is more than reasonable to allocate up to 5K for creative creation as well, to hire a video agency to create in-stream YouTube ads, YouTube short specific ads, really nice images that can complement your video ads as well that are optimized for mobile screens. There's a, there are a lot of best practices. I would recommend looking up the ABCD framework for video ads, for example. This is the Attract Brand Connect Direct framework that YouTube basically uses as a best practice to generate and create YouTube ads and YouTube shorts for. So really pay attention to your own creatives before dabbling into demand and campaign types. Also, what you can do and what you can think about is to replicate your video action campaigns, since I think YouTube placements are going to be a very big part of, well, the spent allocation within demand gen campaigns. So if you have 
done video action campaigns in the past, you might want to take a look at what has worked well for you and what, well, what didn't work. So you can avoid making mistakes or you can avoid using creatives that are really giving you poor or gave you poor performing results. So take a look at your historical data as well. Also keep in mind the channel temperature. And this is a very, very, very big one because you're going to be advertising in the top of the funnel and mid of the funnel inside of the Google Ads ecosystem. And that means that a lot of people will not know your brand and will not know about your service. So make sure to use a call to action or use a offer that matches the channel temperature. So do not copy your performance max headlines and description lines, for example, that are focused towards book a consultation now or book a demo now or take a look at our prices or whatever, or contact us today. Those are way too hot and way too warm call to actions that are really applicable for search, bottom of the funnel, focus performance max campaigns, but they are really not applicable for upper funnel and mid funnel campaign types like the Mangen, YouTube, Display, and until now Discovery. So make sure to really think about, hey, what creatives and what kind of offers and call to actions can we use to to introduce our brand, introduce our solutions, introduce our services, products to our to our ICP, ideal customer profile, that makes sense. And that isn't really hard to complete. So think about this real good before starting to create your assets and before you're actually going to set live your demand gen campaign. Then, well, during the testing phase, you really need some budget first and you really need to give it some space. So at least two weeks after the launch, then you can start making changes inside of your assets and audiences, for example. If you see bad performing assets, then try to swap, swap them out as soon as possible in order to optimize your demand gen campaigns right from the start, so to say. So that's it, yeah, with regards to creatives. Then let's take a look at audiences real quick. And this is the last part. And this is quite interesting as well because we have seen some new features over here that might be that might be rolling out inside of other campaign types in the near future as well. So basically what we have seen, and this is the new feature, we have seen new lookalike audiences that basically give you the opportunity to expand upon your seed lists. And your seed lists are basically your first party data lists that can be remarketing lists, that can be customer lists. And it is really up to you how segmented these lists are. Inside of your audience, inside of demand gen, you can select up to 10, well, seed lists, and you can create a, custom, a combination of remarketing lists, customer lists that can be segmented or, or not yourself. And then, Based on those seed lists, you can ask Google Ads to expand on those lists. And you basically have the opportunity to create a very narrow expansion that starts with 2.5% up to a broad expansion that goes to 10%. And that basically looks at your ideal first-party customer data segments and then expands on the top 25 10% of your first party data 
to look for, well, new potential customers. And this is the first expansion that you can actually do based on your first party data segments. Then on ad group level, you have also the opportunity to select optimized targeting. So you can first create a lookalike segment based on your first party data, which is already going more broad. And then on ad group level, you can decide to whether or not create optimized targeting that will even that will well broaden up your audience targeting even more. So keep in mind that your audiences inside of Dimension are targeting. They are not signals like you are used to within Pmax, but they become signals if you decide to enable optimized targeting and when you're going to experiment with your lookalike segments starting from narrow up till broad. So that's quite interesting. This is a new feature. And I think how it look, yeah, what I think, I, I think they will be rolling this out to other campaign types as well, like Performance Max, maybe even Display, maybe even YouTube slash video campaigns. Right now they're only applicable to Dimension, but it looks that well integrated that other campaign types might be utilizing this feature in the near future as well. So what I would suggest from the start, try to only utilize your best audience segments first, stay as close to your first party data audience segments, and maybe create a small narrow lookalike segment based on that. Then also create custom in market audiences based on Google, Google, well, the, the top performing Google search terms, for example and wait for the optimized targeting feature in the very first start. What I would suggest is to only broaden up and use optimized targeting if you have, well, converted some clicks already, and if you are running on a target CPA and target ROAS already. So you really have to go past the learning period first, then make the switch from max conversions to target CPA or maximize conversion value to target ROAS, and then start experimenting with what optimized targeting can do and how it can expand on your audience segments from there. If you start off with optimized targeting from the very first start, I think you are going too broad too soon, especially since you're not utilizing a target CPA or target ROAS from the very first start. So keep that in mind. Also, you can, well, broaden up your audience segments before switching to optimized targeting. So if you start off with a really specific narrow segmented out audience segment instead of your audience, audience essentially, then you can start off with broadening up that first, adding in more broad search terms, for example, or broader in market audiences, or maybe even broader customer, customer lists or remarketing lists. And then after you're seeing great results and you want to expand even further, after that specific moment, start to expand on optimized targeting because that will give you the control that you might be looking for in the first couple of weeks when testing out this new campaign type. So those are really the most important best practices right now. So to finalize and to give you my honest opinion about this campaign type is that I think this is a great campaign type for a lot of mature, bigger advertisers that are looking to expand their reach 
and that are looking to well plant the right seeds inside of the heads of potential interesting future customers i think it should be if it works a always on campaign so if it if it is giving you great results you want to run this campaign in order to well to work on your brand exposure to maybe increase your conversion lifts your brand lifts etc so for those advertisers that are really focused on increasing brand awareness and product and brand consideration in the mid and upper phase well it's a great consideration to include this campaign type if you are a low to mid-size advertiser that isn't really mature and you haven't experimented with discovery video for action campaigns display at all or you haven't even maxed out bottom of the funnel campaign types like pmax search shopping then you really 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 want to max out and try with and try to experiment with those campaign type specific or campaign specific types first before dabbling into demand gen because I think you really should should be mature and you really should be sitting on a big budget when demand gen could be interesting for you. So I'm interesting to see case studies in the future about advertisers hopefully successfully utilizing this new campaign type. It is really new right now. I think there isn't really a lot of data as of this very moment, but yeah, hopefully I can give you some more heads up and more results about the case that I'm currently running, but I think other mature Google Ads specialists and other accounts are already doing tests with this as well. So those people and those specialists might be sharing their first reactions and their first results with us as the community in the near future as well. So stay tuned. Hopefully you found this episode interesting and it gave you some nice little insights and hopefully to I hope to see you around in the next future, the PPC Mastery podcast episode. So see you around and bye-bye. Ciao, ciao.